Today's episode is part nine of our Getting Over It series, and our topic today is on failure. Thank you guys so much for joining today's episode. We are close to wrapping up this series, and like I mentioned, today's episode is on failure. One thing that I believe prevents the body of Christ moving from where you are now into where God wants you to be is due to the fear of failure or the discouragement from past failures. And this is some of the the areas that we're going to be hitting on today. But before we do that, I just wanted to pause for a moment and thank you all for your support. One thing that is very interesting about podcasting is that I'm able to see a lot of statistics about downloads and, and even the states or countries where the downloads are coming from. And these stats have really shed some light on the fact that we have some dedicated listeners and supporters of this podcast, both across the United States and even the world. So I want to thank you guys for your support. It really means the world to me. I'm very humbled that God has been using this ministry to help sow the seed of God to the world. And technology really gives us the advantage to be able to do that. We rebooted this podcast in April of this year and have grown quite a bit since then, and I'm excited to see what the Lord has in store for the future, especially moving in to 2021. And I pray that in some of these episodes, we're able to shed some light on Christ, because that's ultimately what our main goal is in doing this podcast, and to offer you guys some encouragement in your Christian walk, giving you some biblical and spiritual advice on some you know, common issues that we face uh, each and every day of our lives. And to any new listeners that are just joining in to these uh, episodes, if you want to be more engaged in our community of listeners, then I encourage you to visit casttheword.com and sign up for our email newsletter at the bottom of our webpage. We publish a monthly newsletter that gives our subscribers an opportunity to get a deeper look into this ministry, and uh, that's something that we really recommend you doing. If you if you enjoy these episodes and you want to stay engaged, then uh, that is the best way to do that. We uh, usually send no more than three uh, email campaigns a month, And by subscribing, you also get notified via email of uh, future episodes. That's an automatic notification that gets sent to your email once you subscribe to our our website. So if that's something that you're interested in, then uh, visit casttheword.com and feel free to sign up there. And also find us and, and follow and subscribe to us on our social media sites. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Parlor. And we now have a Patreon page open as well. And you can find all those links to our social sites at our website at casttheword.com. So I just wanted to pause for a moment, like I said, and thank you guys for your support. Um, Obviously, uh, like I mentioned, I'm able to see some of those statistics, and it's very humbling. Uh, It's very encouraging, and uh, I hope that the Lord blesses you in these episodes. So with that being said, let's get into our topic today which is failure. And failure is a crippling reminder of who you used to be and what you used to do. Failure is the enemy standing at your front door every time you try to progress. And it's telling you that you can't do it, whatever it is you're trying to do, because of your past mistakes. Not only is failure a constant guilt trip, but it's also a hindrance for progressive growth, for maturity, 
and for kingdom work. But one thing we as a people must understand is that number one, God uses people who fail. Number two, more often than not, your failures do create maturity and growth. And number three, the road to success is often paved with pit stops of failure. Failing in life is almost a prerequisite to achieving success. You don't know what doesn't work until you fail, and then you realize that that mistake um, led you down a path that you didn't want to go down, and now you know not to do that anymore. At least if, if, if we're believers and we walk according to the Word of God, that is the goal anyway. And I can say that confidently because the Bible teaches us that none of us are perfect. Failing is almost a prerequisite. There's only one perfect person that has ever walked this this earth, and that was the Lord Jesus. So if you haven't failed yet, then you might want to be a little bit more humble before you, uh, before your time of failure kind of hits you square in the face. Another thing we must understand is to not let our past failure prevent us from progressing. And this brings us to our first point that I want to spend quite a bit of time on today, which is don't let your past failures discourage your future progression. I don't know about you, but I've heard more times than I can count people saying that I'm not deserving of God's grace because of what I've done in the past. And because of that mindset, they decide and they deliberately choose to live a life of defeat, and they refuse to enter into the King's grace. What people with this way of thinking don't understand is that none of us deserve God's grace. And that's why it's a gift from God. Then you have a second group of people that have accepted God's grace and have entered into the kingdom living under the bloodstained banner of our Lord Jesus Christ. But these same people then kind of evolve into another mindset, which is, I can't be used by God because of what I've done in the past. What's funny about this second group is that they accept that God will save them despite their past, but they refuse to believe that God will use them despite their past. When the fact of the matter is that God only uses people who fail, because we're the ones God has to choose from. We are the people descendant from the fallen Adam and Eve, and we all have failures in our lives. If you don't believe me, then look at the people God used in the Bible. God used prostitutes, liars, drunkards, murderers, adulterers, and the list goes on and on. Rahab the prostitute was used by God when the walls of Jericho fell. Noah got drunk, yet he still used him. Jacob was a liar, yet we still read that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We read that all throughout the scriptures. Moses murdered a man, yet he was still used to deliver the people from Egyptian bondage, and Moses witnessed mighty miracles from God and even got to see his glory on the mountaintop. Paul, the author of a large chunk of the New Testament, murdered early-day Christians before Jesus revealed himself on the road to Damascus, and it changed Paul's life from that point forward. Peter even denied Christ when Jesus was arrested, yet he was mightily used to birth the the church. And King David lusted and committed adultery with Bathsheba, yet he was still a man after God's own heart. The point I'm driving home here is that if I can steal a phrase from my pastor, 
God uses imperfect people because that's all he has to choose from. We all make mistakes. We all fail. We all have setbacks. We all have had moments where the flesh has creeped in and we've given into it. But the Bible says that when we seek forgiveness for our transgressions, the Lord throws our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. God is telling you today, I will forgive you for your mistake. And when he forgives you, he'll, bring, he'll never bring it up again. More often than not, we are our own worst enemies because we sit there and remind ourselves of how unworthy we are. And the fact is, we are unworthy. But God is telling you today that when you ask for forgiveness, He will forget it. What a God. Man is there daily to remind you of what a screw-up you are. But God is waiting on you to call upon Him and step in faith and see what God will do with your past mistakes. I know personally I've used my past mistakes many times as a point of testimony, and we'll get into that a little bit later on, that, you know, praise God I'm not who I used to be. He's taken me out of the darkness into his marvelous light. I used to wallow around in the pig pen, but when I came to, I ran to the Father's house, and he saw me coming from afar, and he ran to meet me and scooped me up out of the miry clay and placed my feet upon the rock. That is the God that we serve. That is the God of the Bible. Don't let your past mistakes hinder you from progressing forward. Accept the reality of failure, that everybody fails, and accept the reality of God's grace and learn to walk in that grace. And use your failure as a stepping stone. You now know what not to do. And you can fine-tune your life as a result of that failure. And you can begin maturing and developing as a follower of Christ, being led by the Holy Spirit. We've got to learn to mature and to develop and, you know, not, try not to make that mistake again going forward. That's the whole point of this life is to learn when we make those mistakes. And when we do, use that as an opportunity to mature, to develop, to grow with God. Our second point is don't let failure derail you. Now, all of these points are kind of uh, interconnected here, but bear with me as we dive a little bit deeper in each of these. Don't let failure derail you. And I just said it. Don't let your failure cause you to stop. Proverbs twenty four sixteen: The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. But one disaster is enough to overthrow the wicked. So long as you are in this fleshly body, you will likely have moments in your future where you mess up. When those times come, be quick to repent. Be quick to make the situation right. Don't sit soaking sour in your failure. Don't have a pity party over what you messed up on. Pick yourself up. Run back to God. And this is what separates you from the wicked. Proverbs 24 says the godly may trip seven times, but they will get back up. The wicked stumble through their failures. But you as a righteous, as a blood-bought, redeemed child of God, when you fail, you're going to get back up. That's what the Word says. You are victorious through the blood of Christ. You are no longer a victim. You're victorious. When you trip, get up and keep going. Don't let it derail you. And like I said earlier, use that mistake as an opportunity to develop, to learn, and to mature. Now you know what to do or what not to do when a similar situation arises in the future. Now you know how to react when that thing that caused you to trip rears its ugly head again. 
This is where the power of your testimony can shine. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Testimonies help to edify the body, to encourage the body. Testimonies show you what God did for so-and-so, He can do for you. And I've been encouraged, and I've talked about this in previous episodes, how encouraged and blessed that I've been time and time again hearing the testimonies of brothers and sisters. It shows me that I'm not alone in this battle. A lot of times we may go to church and feel like everyone everyone in the sanctuary is sanctified and righteous but ourselves. When the fact is that you don't know what other people have struggled with or are continuing to struggle with, you're not alone. Testimonies remind us that, you know, whatever it is that we're battling, we are not alone. Whether whether, you know, it's our past or present failures or or, you know, whatever we're battling with at that very moment, God will see you through it. The key here is to continue walking by faith and not by sight. Continue trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Continue letting His Word be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Continue letting your light shine. The difference in this topic between us and the world is that the world revels in its iniquities and transgressions. As a believer, when we fail, it should grieve our heart when we've sinned against God. You know, when we read about David's a repentant prayer in Psalms 51, we read his heart and how he he was grieved by the fact that he sinned against God. And that should be the righteous, that should be our hearts as well. The righteous, when they fall, they get back up. But the wicked stumble through it. And though we may mess up, that mess up is no longer a perpetual way of life for us. We're not, it's not a lifestyle or it shouldn't be a lifestyle anymore. We should strive to go from glory to glory, to keep climbing a little higher and keep growing a little deeper into the vine. So if you mess up, be quick to fix it, be quick to repent, and be quick to get back on the straight and narrow. You may be a little bruised and a little bloody from the battle, but the important part is that you've not given up. God is faithful to forgive us of our sins, and the Holy Spirit is our guide in life, and He's the comforter when we are in a season of discouragement. So stay in prayer, stay in the Word, and don't let your failure derail you. And our last point is don't let the fear of failure prevent you from working in the kingdom. This is future tense here. As a believer, you are a walking epistle of how God has changed your life. Don't be passive about the grace of God. Don't be passive about the mercy that God's given you. Be a vessel of honor unto God. And don't let the fear of future failure prevent you from serving in the kingdom of God. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. And that's where this comes in, is, is a fear of, of failure, a fear of, what if I don't succeed? What if I mess up? What if I miss the mark? Don't let a fear of failure prevent you from serving in the kingdom. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Too many people today prefer to serve God quietly out of fear that their failure will prevent them from being successful in whatever it is that God has planted in their heart to achieve. In this stage, we must learn to focus on our goals, not on our fear, and definitely not on our failures, either past, present, or potential future failures. In this present body that we're living in, it's easy to focus on our fears more than our goals. We tend to be afraid to reach forward toward success and work toward our goals because we let the fear of failure derail us. One blog author said that fear and anxiety can paralyze your creativity and generate a focusing inner conflict. This will result in erratic and indecisive behavior. If you cannot think straight, 
you will never be able to function properly. The author goes on to quote the verse in Philippians about being anxious for nothing but pray about everything. In other words, stop worrying and start praying. This point often goes hand in hand with the reminder of our past failures. We get stuck in a rut of destructive thinking. Look at what I did in the past. I can't be successful in the kingdom of God going forward because I'm afraid that I'm going to make that same mistake again. Don't let that thinking invade your headspace. You are a blood-bought, redeemed child of the Most High Living God, and He has forgiven you and thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness. He is faithful to forgive us of our sins, and He has a, a designed purpose for your life today. The Creator of the universe chose to step out of eternity into time to die on a cross for your sins so you can live a life of peace right now. As a Christian, we often look forward to that great reward of heaven, and we push forward to that, and that's okay. We should, but that doesn't mean that we have to live in defeat and destruction in the here and now. The key to getting over failure is to let it go. We've got to just let it go. God has let it go, and if God is the author and the finisher of our faith, then who are we to continue trying to argue with God what God has already said? I've already forgiven it. You need to forget it. You need to forget it. I've forgiven it. It's covered under the blood. I've I've let it go. I've forgiven it. I'm never going to bring it up again because you are covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. So who are we to continue reminding God, what look at what I've done in the past. How can I be used? That's a lie. That's a that's a lie from the enemy trying to derail you and trying to prevent you from progressing because of a fear of of a potential mistake or a fear and a reminder of a past mistake. The key to getting over it is to let it go. I know it's easier said than done because I'm guilty. I'm talking to myself here more than I'm talking to you guys probably because it's it's so much easier to say and to teach and preach these things than it is to walk it out because we are our own worst critics. We often don't even need the devil to remind us of our past mistakes because we are quick to remind ourselves. As I said earlier, think of it like this. Your past mistakes, your past failures can actually be a ministry tool for your future. For example, many people who have overcome things like alcoholism or drug addiction, and now you know those people may serve God, they, they can use those past failures as a ministry opportunity to speak to other people who are presently struggling with alcoholism or drug addiction. It's a great encouraging message for people that are in that pit of destruction right now because you can say, look what God did for me. Look at, look at me. I used to be where you are, and now I'm here because of the grace of God. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you. You can overcome this. You can get over this particular failure because I did. Amen? This particular topic is one that I'm very passionate about because I see it cripple the body way too often. And I've it has crippled me in my past as well, too. And thank God he's delivered me from that because I've seen... You know, looking through, like I said, uh, the the characters that I mentioned earlier, that has always encouraged me. It, you know, we read about Hebrews 11 and seeing all these mighty warriors of God, and then considering, you know, they messed up too, yet they're still referred to as the heroes of faith, despite their failures. And that gives me hope. 
we seem to set these characters, you know, Noah, David, Paul, Peter, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. We seem to set these people up on pedestals in our minds, and and we almost forget the fact that these people made mistakes, but God still used them. And I believe that God will still use us too, and we've got to learn to let it go. We've got to learn to get over our fear of failure and our, you know, constant discouragement of past failures because obviously we got to repent, you know, uh, that that is necessary. If, if we miss the mark, I believe that we must repent. And if we've never repented before, the starting point to this whole episode is centered around repentance. And calling upon God and, and asking for forgiveness of our sins. That's the that's the root of getting over these fears of failures and the discouragement of failure of our past. Let we've got to let our light shine, saints. Let the light of Christ shine through you. And I pray that He puts His thoughts in your mind and His words in, in your mouth so you can be a blessing to others around you. And I hope you found some encouragement in this episode today. And I pray that this will help someone out there who is struggling with overcoming their past, present, or future failures. Stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you next time.